Hey guys, welcome to Divi Chat. You're here with us. We've got a new little crew going on. We've got me hosting and I've never done it before. So, you know, we could be having a bit of fun tonight. You never know. I think uh, there's a chance that Steph's still going to jump in with us tonight. We'll just see how we go. I'm saying tonight, but in Australia, it's daytime and it's very exciting because it's 9am. It's the first 9am for Divi Chat for the year. Well, not for the year, but for the season. And so, I'm very excited. I've been able to have a coffee and breakfast, which is a lovely thing to get in before Divi Chat. So tonight we are going to be having a very exciting episode. We've got Q&A. So you guys can ask any questions that you want. We'll see whether or not we can answer them. If we feel like something is a little bit more like a proper topic, then we'll come back to it a little bit later. We might have an actual topic in the future instead. But this is your chance just to ask anything. It could be big or small. It could be just our opinions on things, or it could be a technical thought or, you know, things that you think maybe we've made mistakes with and how we've approached them or a challenge that you've got, whatever you've got, you can put it into the socials. We'll see the questions and we will give it a go to answer those questions. We've got a couple that have been submitted, so we'll be using those as well, but we would love to hear from you with your questions. And if this is something that you guys would like more of, then potentially we can do more topics like this in the future. But let's see who is here for our panel. We're going to start over with Eric and go around the circle. Hey, everybody. Uh, Eric here with uh, In Transit Studios. That's my web design agency. Um, and you can also find me over at Divi Agency Coach. And I'm currently in Lima, Peru. It is getting nice and warm here. The kids were in the pool today. They love that. They're so excited. Um, and we've got another three weeks where we are, uh, and then heading to Machu Picchu and Rainbow Mountain in the beginning of December, and then back to the States for a couple weeks for the holidays. So exciting things happening and really looking forward to having questions coming in. So start thinking, coming up with some questions, you know, anything web design related, Divi related, um, SEO, whatever. I'm looking forward to seeing what questions come in. Awesome. Awesome. That uh, sounds like an amazing adventure, Eric. Uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, hi, everyone. Gino Quiroz here from uh, Monterey Premier, MontereyPremier.com, and Monterey, California, representing the left coast here um, of the USA. And uh, glad to be here with everybody. We're experiencing rain, so hopefully uh, my power doesn't freak out. California is very sensitive to sun, wind, and rain, so hopefully I'm here the whole journey. We would love to have you for the whole journey. So we'll see how we go. Uh, Steph, over to you, and then we'll come back to me, I guess. Guys, how exciting is it to have Sarah Oates hosting the show today? <laughs> we'll see about that. Now that it's 9 a.m., she's got it. She's got the energy for it. Uh, my name is Stephanie Hudson. I'm repping Focus WP, where we help you scale your agency by giving you basically an entire team. You can just rent by the hour and do whatever your little heart desires to delegate. And I am Sarah Oates. I'm here from Endure Web Studios. We build websites for small businesses, mostly here in Australia, but occasionally overseas as well. Um, You can catch us at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Um, We're very excited to have this topic here. We've already had a couple of questions starting to come through 
uh, YouTube particularly. We did have a little glitch with the link, so you might have seen two different links, and so we're hoping everyone jumps over to the current link. As you can see, there's technical issues going all over the place. Yesterday, I had an issue where I couldn't download anything. It would crash whatever app I was trying to or program I was trying to use. And it took me three hours to think about restarting my computer. So sometimes we're not like the most tech savvy here, despite the job that we do, but we try. So we'll see so how I we go. I don't think it's our fault. I blame all these other things, <laughs> rather everything else. Just everything else, everyone mm-hmm. else and everything else. That's right. That's how we go. Exactly. All right. So chuck your questions in the chat. We will see how we go. So I am going to start with the first question that I can see. How do you use the Divi library other than just storing layouts there? So does anyone have any reason that they use the Divi layouts other than just for storing layouts? Like what, like you mean like to keep keep snacks and stuff for later or... I guess so. Um, And I I would assume that this question, this is from Joan, by the way, I would assume that this question is about the cloud storage, uh, theoretically. Mm -hmm. So has anyone been using cloud storage so far? And how are you using it? Yeah, go for it, Gino. I've been using it. And uh, I love it, actually. I, I know it's a reiteration of stuff that's been out there that other creatives have already created in the past. Um, but it is, uh, but I've never actually used something like that because I kind of had my own system that I relied on, but, uh, it's very convenient to be logged in. And, uh, when you're working on five or six different sites at the same time and you're moving, especially, uh, templates in the Divi library, oh, that's where it's coming yep. in really handy for all those e-commerce sites and custom page templates that I create. So, um, loving it. And I'm looking forward to trying to CSS snippets, if that's what, uh, Joan means, they just introduced the CSS snippet uh, into yeah. the cloud. Um, haven't tried that yet. I'm waiting. I've already maxed out my free storage space, so I'm waiting for Black Friday to go full blown. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hot nice. tip, actually. Black Friday coming up. That if you've been considering it, that maybe that's the time to kind of jump on board with Divi Cloud or upping your storage. That's interesting that you've already maxed out your storage as well. I like. I don't think I've been using it enough to max out my storage, but. I'm definitely finding it very useful. I actually haven't been using it between sites a lot yet. I do Mm. plan to, but most of what I use it for is I'm finding it so much more effective if I need to put something from one page to another page, like just saving it to the library or to the cloud and then going across to another page rather than copying and pasting because I used to just copy and paste and have it in two different tabs and I've started using the library a lot more for that. Um, how about, I guess, Eric and Steph, you don't do a ton in it directly, do you? No, but I did have one thing that I, I wanted to say. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think something that's really handy about the library is that it just automatically syncs. So it's not like you have to go and import and export or anything like that. It's whenever you're logged into your account it automatically syncs all of the things. So you have all of the things there, which, um, you know, to think about uh, an offsite place, like a, like a Dropbox or something like that, where you have to specifically put everything that you need in there and then go back to that certain spot. But this sort of just does it automatically uh, or dynamically, I guess is a better word. And I thought, I think that's just a really nice element of it, even though I, again, I'm not doing a lot of building in the day to day, so I haven't been using it a lot, but that's one little thing I think it's going to save people a ton of time for sure like particularly sure. i reckon headers and footers um even 
are like call to action kind of areas, although you're changing the look of them, there's kind of a structure to them that you start with. So even if it's just a starter or like having a bunch of buttons that are already styled, if you're con- like, I'm constantly, a lot of our styling for buttons, we remove all of the rounding. So we've done, we're doing lots of square buttons at the moment. So just even like having some buttons preset up where you've got a starting place that then you can save for the specific job, I think is the main thing. But other than layouts and those kind of elements, I guess I haven't been using a lot of it, but I plan to use the code for sure because I have it stored somewhere else. I might as well have it inside Divi. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, let me know when you're ready to have other questions, which ones you're going to hit, and I'll put them up on the screen. Okay. Awesome. Eric, did you have anything on that one before we move on? No, uh, not really. I mean, the team's using it. Um, I know they enjoy it. I know we're doing a lot more things like, you know, 404 pages, blog mm-hmm. layout, some of that stuff that, you know, thank you pages, yeah. some of that yep. stuff that it's okay if it's not fully completely custom out, you know, uh, site design, mm-hmm. you know, you, we adjust it, of course, but yep. there's only so many layouts you need for a thank you page. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And even, again, even right. if it's just a starter where, you know, you've kind of set the padding and the kind of stuff that you mostly set, it's one right. step forward. Uh, so well, Nancy said four, the library. Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, like our 404 page will often like, uh, have it, you know, all, you know, some type of goofy thing, you know, depending on the brand, you know, we're really yep. sorry. But here's some helpful links to other things, you know, so we, and we've kind of got them as like, you know, larger buttons for yep. that. And then if there's a blog, we'll go ahead and pour, put the cards, you know, down under the, on, at the bottom. So having that like ready just to drop in, big time saver. And, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it totally speeds up the, the process big time. One of the things I was, uh, you know, let, let's, I'm sorry, let's go on. I kind of lost my train of thought on that one. Uh, That's totally fine. I think Nancy said the same thing. Like it speeds up the process. And I think it's one of those things until you use it, you don't know, right? And so give it a crack, like have a go, even force yourself in the next job, save a few things to the library and then see if you can use it. And you might find you start getting in the rhythm and then realize you're saving yourself tons of time. I remember what I was going to say too. One major feature for me is their organizing system. You can tag Mm -hmm. and categorize and just like blog posts. So you can have a huge library. You can... You can categorize by 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 uh, name of the project or by blur or by module. So you can mm-hmm. have like 30 different blur modules and you might be thinking, I remember I did it on that one website. So you can yep. just put in the one website. It'll bring up all the different modules you created for that one website. Oh, and that's so awesome. You know, the, the organization of it just beats my snippet library sitting in a folder, yeah. the pieces where you can't organize and sort and categorize. Right. So, so that's the key. Uh, As you get started, use yeah. your tags so that yeah. then later down the track, you're not like, oh, but I only had 10, so I didn't use the tags. Totally. <laughs> totally. Start myself. using them by, by project name. That was the first thing because I remember nice. my project name. Okay. Yeah. Hot tip there from Gino. I know that I haven't been using it enough to be properly using the tags, so I'll be on to that one. All right, let's move on to the next question. So Steve has asked, portfolio is a burning issue for me. I've had a major customer go out of business and have to take their site out. Is it acceptable to create your own portfolio, mock-up site, etc.? So someone goes out of business, the website's no longer online, are you allowed to kind of recreate it as a mock-up or 
how do we feel about that ethically or how have you approached when someone's website goes out of business and it is on your portfolio currently or maybe they do an upgrade with someone else what do you do with your portfolio item at that point we leave it we'll remove the link um Mm -hmm. but it's still something we created and you know i've never had anybody complain if i guess you know if i wanted too, if I thought it was going to be an issue, like I re- might remove some of their branding or, or something like that. Maybe more so if it was like a website, like somebody they had, they hired somebody and they, they left us and somebody else redid their, their site. Um, yep. But yeah, no, I would, I would just leave it because it still shows the, the work you did. And if you wanted to, you could take it and set it up on a subdomain on, yep. on your site. And then, uh, it would, people would still click over to it and click through, just turn off the forms and, and stuff like that. Would you but then de-brand it if you did that? What's that? Would you then de-brand it if you did, if you put it onto a staging probably. server? Yeah, probably. You know, I usually use Acme Bait. That's our made up brand. So just Acme, any Acme Bait, right. Acme Bike Cycles, you know, but I usually use Acme Bait Shop for that kind of stuff. So That's yeah, I would do that. Nancy says she does that. She, I'll change the business name, swap out the logo and any proprietary images or content, take a full screen snapshot of the live site and put that up. That's a great tip, Nancy. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I think um, for us, we, in the past, it depends on the website, obviously. And if it's one that really matters to us and we want it on our portfolio, I would do the same, leave it on the portfolio with a screenshot of what it was but no, no link to the actual website. Um, I guess technically you could even have some wording if you felt like you needed to have some wording, but you did create it. It is your design. And um, as long as you have it in your terms and conditions that you're going to be allowed to put on your portfolio, you can keep it on your portfolio. Just make sure that's in your terms and conditions. But aside from that, you can put it on your portfolio. I think the question of would I put it on a subdomain and kind of recreate it, I personally wouldn't. Um, and I also wouldn't then sell it as a template to someone else. So I'm not sure if that was part of the question, but I know I have had someone approach me before and say, I really love this other website you've done. Could we buy it as a template? And I've said, well, no, because that client paid for that creation. Um, but if I modified it enough that I felt like it was different, then yeah, then I think you could make it as a template that someone could purchase theoretically. Another solid point from Nancy here, guys, just quickly. I won't list or display Nancy's any white label sites. I know Nancy's on fire today. Yeah. No white, like if yeah. you're doing something white label, obviously that yeah. is a whole nother ball game. So yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. No, I was going to say, man, if I, depending on the site and the client, I might tell the person, yeah, $500. Um, and then I'd give the client 250 bucks. <laughs> so yeah. Wait, okay. for what now? If somebody came to me and wanted to buy, like if they came and said, Hey, I oh. see this site over here you did, can we buy yeah, that yeah, as a yeah. template? Oh, yeah. You know, I'd be like, Would you well, talk to the client first, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Depending on the client, some clients are going to go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to 50 bucks. But I got some clients that, like, some accountants and stuff like that. Right. You know, yeah. I've got a small bookkeeper that, you know, yeah. I know if I called her up and said, Hey, you know, somebody wants to do this, I'll cut you in on it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, I don't know who would pay $500 for child theme a template but hey, well it depends it if it's time. ready to go and and if it's you putting the content in i guess so mm. that would be the question 
Yeah. All right, what's Vicky said? One of the things oh, I did early on was um, just highlight like just a few websites uh, for the portfolio, but I also had listed elsewhere, like uh, also serving, you know, companies all over the world. And I just put their logos because maybe yeah, I didn't nice. build the whole website or they manage it. So that way people mm -hmm. see I'm working with clients all over, insurance companies, this, that, and that, but I'm not doing a full portfolio page. I love that. Websites. So that's the lazy part of me, especially loves that. Yeah. <laughs> that's but also, awesome. it is the, the bigger brands and being able to kind of look like you've worked with um, a lot of companies. Because I think it is always the debate with a portfolio how many do you put on there? Which ones do you put on there? Um, I know for us, we've got like about five that I need to add, and we're asking the question, well, should we drop any off at the same time? Like, or do we just mm -hmm. keep growing it? Because I feel like, Yes, it can look very broad when you have lots on there, but sometimes it's overkill and yeah. there's older stuff on there that you don't necessarily want to be showing off anymore. So it's a yeah, tricky I debate, that, that one. I think that's great. And I know this came up mm. several episodes ago. You mentioned that, and it was like a light bulb for me. I was like, yeah, I don't have to have every project yeah. on there. <laughs> you know, that was really good. Yeah. But I would also say this. If you're just starting out, I never – I. I I, I thought I would have to, I thought I had to have a portfolio to go off and get started. But just starting out, if I was starting out um, and I and I just had my own site, I would instead of spending time building mockups and things like that, I would be I would rather be out building relationships and and getting a project, a paying project. Um, and that would be that would be me. Then updating your portfolio. Yeah, versus crying to create, or like if you know, should I? Because I get asked that you know, time and you know, should I create mock-up sites? I wouldn't oh, sit. Right. At your yeah, yeah. I wouldn't sit no, at your right. keyboard and create a website. I would invest that time instead building, you know, going to a networking event. Um, it depends just, if you don't have any jobs though, and you're trying to get the ball rolling. It can be a nice way of say doing a bakery and doing a. A accountant and doing like maybe doing three or four and then going to those places and saying hey like you don't have a website this is an example of what I could do in fact if you want to buy this one you can even buy it a bit cheaper like you know like mm -hmm. or, or kind of just get helping them see what you could do for them because if you've yeah. got no clients I think that's when it can be if you've got yeah, clients, don't do it. But if you are desperately looking for clients and you've tried the networking and you've tried all the things, I think it's a great way to get the ball rolling and look like this is my skill level. Check it out. Like I can do this for you. And, and plus you can use it later on down the line. You know, you build yeah. it, use the pieces of it. You start building your own yeah. library. Then Put you them know, in your Divi library, your Divi coffees, You might be able to make your money back that you invested in it, selling it as a layout pack or something. Do it as yeah. a free giveaway to get some traffic, but build up your portfolio. So having those layout kits, I tell you what, I got a lot of white label business when I started doing layout kits and Divi child themes yeah. early on. That's where most of my business came from, was from my own projects that I built as child themes. To sell. Yeah, nice. So, so because they saw it possible. and they liked it. And when you don't have a, when your clients are Divi users and they take what you build and do whatever they want with it, and you can't put it in your portfolio anymore, having your own mock-up sites actually that you control can be beneficial. Yeah. 
Nice. I did want to just highlight quickly Vicky's comment, which we put on the screen, but we didn't say in case you're listening. So she suggested putting on the portfolio page some sort of note like live site may not may look different due to the client updates or something like something that I think that's kind of nice. Like it's just a little asterisk kind of thing that because you can have a screenshot of what it looked like when you launched it, but we've definitely had clients kill sites, but like just make them so ugly. And so if you can have a full screenshot of this is what it looked like when it went live, it might look different (laughs) if you go check it out. So I like that. I I do something, um, very, like I do like such a lazy version that has like little tiny bits of all of this. Like I, I've mm-hmm. almost never had full sites, like a full portfolio. I just never mm. get back around to it or whatever. Uh, but then, um, somebody who is it, uh, Joan is saying potential clients love to see something already done. So yes. I think it is a good idea to have a portfolio. I probably shot myself in the foot for not, but one of the things I started doing just as I was working on a portfolio <laughs> that never actually happened. I just created a list in like a shareable document or something that or that I could either just copy and paste or share the document. And it was like, it would be like this, you know, like um, complete network. And then underneath it, it would just have like a little bullet list, like full site design, um, SEO optimization logo design you know like it just had a quick bulleted list about what what i did That's for great. that and so just then the could link. They click on that link and go and mm-hmm. look at that website and so That's i nice. would i like that stuff got a little older or if i wasn't maintaining it i would put um the thing about like something like vicky said like put a little note up yeah. that says you know um it it if it looks crappy i didn't do that because i wasn't I didn't even send a picture or anything but so the thing I, I really like about your idea is yeah. if you had that full list, right? So you've got like accountant websites and like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm thinking of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say tennis courts, but I don't know why I was thinking that. Tons of, I have like, a huge <laughs> tennis court client base. I've done so many of them. Um, I know. It's not... I don't know why that came to mind. Um, but if you had like a full list, the, the thing I love about that is if a potential client comes to you and says, hey, like, I'd love to hear like what your prices are, blah, 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 going Uh back to them, knowing their industry, you can like go back to them and say, no worries, let's set up a Zoom just in case you want to check it out while we're waiting. Like here's some sites that I've done in your industry. And then like that is, that's gold. I really like that. I really like it. it. And then you don't give them the freedom of doing it. I Honestly, I don't think that that method is better than having a no, no, no. I think in portfolio, addition, but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. because if you just want to have <laughs> a few fair. things on your portfolio and then even like sometimes some are ugly and you don't like them, but you, but mm-hmm. someone else might come to you and be asking for kind of the same as the ugly one. So you don't want it on your portfolio, but you want to be able to yeah. kind of say to them, no worries. We've actually done something that sounds a little bit like what you're looking for. Yeah, we have a private list of ugly sites that we share. On that note, note, Sarah, last year I attempted because I was starting to forget like projects I've done. I'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. So I got a business directory plugin, a free one, cheap one. Create a state, created a like a sub site, and I just started adding all the sites that I did by white label partner, by industry. Uh, so that way I can see all my, all the projects I did for one white label partner and I kept it private. I didn't finish it and I never finished the project and I don't use it as much as I wanted to, but what the idea was, uh, I would send that to other white label partners. It was private, mm-hmm. but then they could see yep. all my work. 
with all yeah, the right. different companies I did work for and stuff. And it would be a private link that I can share. Um, but it was really cool. But it's a lot of work. You know, the lazy bee, Stephanie, the lazy bee <laughs> did not like that project. And so it's half done. But uh, there's some internal benefit to having something like that. Yeah. 100%. All right, those questions we'll come to... in, you guys. Don't get so sucked know, in right? to answering other people's questions. Uh, I know. Also, okay, so hold on. Did Sorry. you see this also from Nancy? <laughs> she said, "Put an asterisk that says logo made by the client." Mind you, like so many clients want the logo larger. They probably That's... like that it's larger. <laughs> they do. I know. So funny. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think the next question is about Black Friday. Are we waiting for anything for Black Friday? Is there anything that you guys are like, oh, I just can't wait? Like, I hope that comes on sale. Obviously, Gino has already said he's re- ready for some more storage on elegant themes. What else are we waiting for for Where Black is, Friday? Oh, I'm trying to find it. Where it's it go? A- oh, found it. Just found it. AT. Um, I am, I don't really have a full-blown list which interestingly i've put a couple posts out on social about this in different groups and i feel like a lot of folks like it seems like spending might be down this year does anybody else sort of feel that i i've heard a lot of people say like they have nothing on their list they're not going to shop blah 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 i i don't know if that's entirely true or not but um the one thing that i'm kind of uh i've got a colleague um who is she may even be watching now lisa williams she's always talking about fluent crm and she, she's using that and yeah, it's okay. very affordable and stuff we use active campaign which is like tricked out bells and whistles but like i don't use a fraction of it so i thought i might see what they're offering and also um some of these analytics uh packages um you know this ga4 thing is such a mess and i've heard so many good things about um fathom and perf matters that i thought right. i might just they have some some great deals. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think that's good. What about you guys? Do you have any things you're hoping for for Black Friday? For people to buy Black Friday deals. But <laughs> I don't have anything on my list. I'm, look, I'm looking for you just want other people. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't have anything on my list to, to buy. Okay. But Actually, Fun fact, really Eric tried to sell us his Black Friday deals the other day. He put like a total <laughs> spam, did. total spammy post in our Divi Chat Slack. I was testing the idea. I was testing the idea. <laughs> and um, none of us beat. <laughs> I asked how much, to be fair. Stephanie asked one fun. question. <laughs> but it did, I was thinking I need to actually ask my team if they need any you know, thing, or if there's anything they yeah, have yeah. seen. So yes, I think that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Gino? Other than storage, are you up for anything for Black Friday? Yeah, really? No, just the storage, but I'm keeping my eye out for, um, you know, like uh, WP Forms or Gravity Forms. Um, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, with Caldera going out, you know, making that yep. jump finally. Switch have you, a two have you looked at WS Forms? Isn't it WP Forms, uh, guys? There is one of those too. Yeah, WS Forms is also awesome. Really, is it really? really? Yeah, okay. nice. He's a friend. Of, he's a friend of the show. In fact, there used to be a Divi Chat coupon code. I don't know if it'll still work or whatever. If he's doing a Black Friday, but uh, yeah, that's Mark <laughs> oh, Westgard. He's such a great guy, and he's like, I feel like you'd be right up his alley, Gino, because he's a like 
he's he's hardcore like the way he does his pro, like he programs that plugin he's remarkable oh. he's basically a one-man show and he does a phenomenal job so another okay. one to maybe check I'll, out i'll have to take a look at that yeah yeah that, that's yeah. really um, it just some kind of internal process type stuff um any project you know i'm kind of sold on my on base camp still you know still kind of old school there so um but seeing what add-ons or stuff like that might pop up on sale for that but that's about it really that's about it yep I think um, the one thing I wouldn't, I don't have anything on my radar particularly, but the one thing that I am interested in doing is just going through all of my subscriptions and just going and double checking no one's got a lifetime deal. So kind of just like just doing a checkup. Um, I think yes. that would be worth my while because there's some that, you know, you pay every year for and it kind of, if, especially if you've only got it on one site, sometimes it can just feel like. Yep paying a lot for what you're getting but at the same time you need it so it's like yeah that's the one thing I think I would like to do uh Vicky's obviously said my kids and I are in no by November I got nothing oh no by November that's rough with Christmas coming <laughs> does that mean like nothing nothing like are you not spending any money like are you Surely gonna go grocery shopping I reckon what groceries tell us no more Vicky tell us more Vicky um, so right. I, I've been trying to figure out like, you know, for a while now, what, what we were going to offer with focus and mm -hmm. instead of doing like a big discount or sale or something like that on just the general thing, what I have decided that we're going to do is we're focusing on focusing on, <laughs> um, like working <laughs> on your business, encouraging yeah. our customers. Cause what we do is provide services yeah. for agencies to serve their, yes. their clients. But if we can help you to grow your business, then everybody wins, right? So that's sort of our um, our concept. So if you're not on our mailing list, head over to the site and sign up because it's going to be coming out in the next couple of days. We're doing some nice. things for like special discounts for getting work done on your own site, on some coaching, on some other stuff like that. So that's, that's sort of the direction we went just because I feel like people aren't, they're just not in as big of a buy mode this year. And I think work is, I think work is slow for people too. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, it, cause I don't know what is it, is it get slow or crazy for you guys around the holidays? It's like flip a coin. Some years it just goes dead and other years it goes nuts. And this year seems to be pretty low. I think people in Australia, like the interest rates are just going up every single month. And so I think people are being pretty cautious at the moment, um, wanting to protect their businesses. So I think people are more cautious here in Australia at the moment, but I'm also very aware that we've still got November. I think people will still be thinking about business things, maybe start to activate something in November. But then once you hit December, people are too busy. It's too much. January, everyone's yep. on holidays in Australia. And so it will then be February mm -hmm. that people will start to come in. So I just had a business meeting with my partner. So she's the graphic designer, Sophie. We just brainstormed. Okay. So if nothing else comes in between now and February, what are we going to do with our time? And it was really fun, like thinking about all yep. the different things that we could do. We've got this really good plan that I don't want to say because I'm excited about it, but, you know, of what we're going to do so that we set ourselves up. So when February yep. comes, it can be a really great year. So if you're like me Pretty and things have slowed down a little bit, you, you can start to think ahead of like, okay, let's just assume the yeah, worst. That's, that's what I'm How are we going to do it? Yeah. The other thing I would like to say to people is that I sort of, I, I didn't do it, end up doing it because it turned into be a busy one. But 
a couple like pre-COVID, I had had a year where I it was this sort of pattern where you know November, December, even January, stuff was slow, so slow, and I would panic. And I just want to say to everybody, like spring is coming. <laughs> like it's it's a slump, but like it then gets nuts. So like if you go into a slump, instead of panicking and taking on clients that aren't a good fit for you or scraping for anybody to pay you for anything, instead of doing that, like really focus on other things or like take a break, do, do things that like restore yourself and get yourself ready. Cause I would like kill myself trying to find new clients. And then sure enough, all the regulars would turn back up and I was exhausted and stressed. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, I just noticed Nancy's comment. I kind of want Sophie to come on Divi Chat and talk about what it's like working with Sarah. <laughs> that is such a good idea. She's very shy. I don't think that she would come on. Um, but we should, you know. we should bring Tom on too. He would also never yeah. do it. Yeah, it would be Tom and Sophie. Tom yeah, it would be very he would fun. never. He would never. <laughs> It would have to be cocktails ahead of time, I think. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next question. So I've got one that's off screen here that we could go to, but let's, I I don't know if I fully, oh, what do you, okay, Raphael, do you reckon it's Raphael, said, what do you prefer to use for intro video banners on your Divi homepage as clients are kind of bored with static banners, Jetpack video press, YouTube, or build in Divi modules or something else? Um, don't you find it's down the site? So basically, I using video for the loading screen because people are sick of a home screen. I still using sliders. Um, or yeah. what are you doing on your homepage to make it interesting while not making it too slow? What are you guys doing mostly kind of on jobs these days on the homepage? What are we talking about banners? You mean like the hero yeah, yeah. section? Kind of like when you first load the page. I think yeah. a lot of people have started to move to have some sort of video, whether it's like a slow motion, something or other. Mm-hmm. We're actually not doing a lot of it. We don't recommend it to clients because it's often slow. But I think if you're doing a small clip and you have good hosting and good caching, it can load really well and it isn't a problem at all. But you want it to be a small clip. Uh, we generally use either... What's the classic uh, revolution? No, revolution slider. I th- maybe revolution slider or just the Divi like Divi inbuilt video, um, full screen video type thing. But honestly, I reckon I've done one video load in the past two years. Like people mm. aren't that interested in it. Sometimes people want just slow motion, which I think is kind of a nice effect, but we've just started using a little bit more of the Divi animation stuff. So instead of actually building in video, we're just doing lots of really subtle movement. So, you know, as you scroll, having it like just move just the tiniest bit, like when you activate um, animation, it's four to minus four in whatever direction you're going. It's ginormous. It's like, like it just looks so bad. But if you bring it down to like, Often I'll bring it down to minus a half to a half or like zero, zero, a half. Like the tiniest bit of animation is just enough for a website to feel like it has movement without actually needing video. So that's the way we've tackled it. Um, But if they want a video, we'll do it. And I just make sure that they have really good hosting and really good caching. And then we'll um, try and make it as small as possible. What about you guys? 
you can use a sh- streaming. You can stream it from someplace else too, rather than have it on your site. I never really yeah, nice. have it loading from the site, but those are tricky too. There's a, every time I would do it, I would have to go relearn how to do it. And now I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I have myself client. doing it. I have, uh, I do have a lot of clients that do want videos like dental offices and stuff like that. Doctor's offices. Um, one, one, I do have one where if you go to fzdental.com, you can see like they wanted, they wanted exactly, they had a very high, a, a well done video of the office drones yeah, and nice. they, they wanted it to take up the whole section. And, uh, so we figured out a way, but it scores pretty good. It's got a decent score. It's just sitting on flywheel, nice. standard flywheel yeah. flight. And, uh, you know, I forget it's in the bees or something like that. It's not, it's not great, but, you know, he's got a couple of other videos down below that, you like a, a, a 3D. Uh, but it still scores pretty good. So, you know, some good optimization, like you said, sir, good hosting, yeah. good caching. Um, I think with the background video, the way we did it, we had to add it to the site instead of bring it in from YouTube, I think. So we yep. didn't have any of the other we had stuff to, going too. on. Uh, but yet, but yet it's still, um, but because of the hosting flywheel is pretty decent and it worked out pretty good. So um, yeah. yeah, so it's doable. It's definitely doable, but I do what you do, sir. I'm all about the, the very micro macro yeah. animation and movements as you're scrolling. Yeah. So I'm really mm-hmm. into that right now. I'm totally using yeah. scroll positioning and, all that yeah. stuff. I'm getting carried away. Not too carried away. I, I do what you do. I bring it down and, and yeah. control that movement. But yeah, I'm loving yeah. that. That's how I bring new life to the pages. Yeah. I'm doing the same and thing. it's interesting. Like you don't need a lot and you don't need it on everything. Like just pick an element, like do all the headers, like all the major headers or just yeah. the images and just like either go up or down, like just the tiniest bit or just bring it in, like just the tiniest bit, like, but don't do it on everything. Just pick Either yeah. I'm going to do the images and not even all the images or I'm going to do yeah. just like or do a whole section. That can be quite nice. Like just one whole section if you really want to highlight that section instead of giving it a big background splash color by like moving it up a little bit, it just makes it feel a little bit yeah. more interesting. I think that's a better approach than video person. Another thing that's, that's really cool for the heroes that I've been playing with are those SVG background overlays that they added about six, seven months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are the hexagons, the circles. I mm-hmm. We did a project for a security um, uh, company and we used their, the hexagon was their logo and they have one of those overlays for the background, one of the backgrounds. So we used everything. I mean, we had like a background image. We had a, a background color, background image. Then we did the background pattern. Then we had the background nice. overlay. So we used almost every tab in that wow. and blended it all. And it came out really cool. I mean, so that's, cool. that's what you look into is those background overlays. Because you can, you can yeah, layer nice. them over each other. I want to see cool. these sites that you guys are doing this stuff on. <laughs> I know, right? You need to like group. have like some sharing. Are they on your portfolios? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or are they white labeled? Oh. White labeled. Yeah. I, I think it's a good thing uh, to note too. Vicky made a good point. You you do have to be careful with accessibility. Um yeah. with with video. My one of my biggest complaints and issues is with background anything, video, even pictures. If you if you have a picture that has a or a video that covers a wide value range, has really light areas and really dark areas, you can't put text over that ever. 
yes. to make it work. No, yeah. you know, because something's yeah. going to be out of contrast. Yeah. So it's really hard getting the 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 right image. If a video is important, there's definitely ways to use it and incorporate it. Um, that gives the user yeah. control and makes it accessible. But I, I like the things you guys. So when you say that, um, if you had a background video and it didn't have text over the top, so you're not trying to manage text, or maybe it just has text over the bottom left-hand corner and you put an overlay so, you know, it's readable. But is the video the part that's an issue? Like, do you need to be able to stop a video? Because it's yeah. in, if it's in a background, you can't stop a video. So is there some reason that you need to be able to stop a video? Like, does it? I, could, I would yes. just scroll past it if it's a problem for me personally. But, like, yeah. is there an actual issue? Accessibility. So says you need to be able to turn the video off. But what what is this? Uh, is this for people who have, like, light sensitivities? Like, it could trigger seizures, seizures and stuff seizures. like that? So, yeah. So, But wouldn't you just scroll using... past it? It would take more time to click stop <laughs> than to scroll. Sometimes regulations don't make sense. They're just... Their regulations. Yeah. Um, These are yeah, some yeah. lazy disabled people, Sarah. Obviously, <laughs> I'm one of them. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, and if you're using now, you can. I and I again, I I get hate mail every time I mention it. Accessibility <laughs> or other overlays do not make a website accessible. However, right. they put controls in people's hands that gives them control over the website, so it can be a useful tool. Um, yep. they have a, 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 the ability to stop everything. I have a moving GIF on my home screen. That's just a website, a recent website project that just scrolls up, you yep. know, and, and down. It's on my homepage. They control that off with success. What's that? That's a great product idea. Create a plugin that if you want to just, you know, it'll, if you want to just change the background to just a solid black color or a solid white color, Install that plugin so you can just click a button in Divi and display that on the front end for accessibility, and they could just uh, change the background. That would be pretty neat if you could get that to work. Just change the yeah. background color with the click of a button. Just load a load a new style sheet with it. Remember, you there used to be sites that would yeah, have yeah. something similar to that where you could like pick your color combo or whatever. But yeah, that would be kind of, of interesting. Turn off pick the video like and just have a solid high contrast color. or something. You know? I guess if you were doing a site that was specifically targeted at people who you're going to have a much higher proportion of people who yeah. are going to need support, then I guess that could be worth, you know, spending even more time on making it. I mean, you would just make it good from the beginning, I guess. Um, so AET, we're going to run out of time soon, but um, one question AET has said, what tools are you guys using to manage standing operation procedures, operating procedures? What? Do you I don't know about have to, any? <laughs> yeah, to manage them. I'm not sure what you mean by manage them. We have ours set up in ClickUp. Yeah, yeah, we have them set up in, well, I'll tell you why I'm asking it that way. We keep them in ClickUp in certain folders that that the team can access. But my Mm -hmm. favorite tool for creating them is Tango, tango tango.us. And that's where you can walk through doing something and it records your screen, but not a video of it. It basically creates a document that, Every time you interact with the screen, like if you click a button, if you scroll past, if you type something, it will include that as a step in the directions. And the reason that this is better than a video is because you can go back and edit one tiny little step of it. You can take something out, change something, whatever. And so it makes it like more of a living, breathing 
thing than a static video, which you would have to start all the way over or leave notes in it or whatever. So that's, um, those are the two tools. So that's what I mean. Like that's my favorite tool for it, but that's not really how you manage them. That's just how we create them. So yeah. What do you guys use? We switched over to Hive um, Mm -hmm. a couple months ago and we're loving it. We've got several templates in there now that we can apply to things and it's just you apply a template and every action step is right there and some of them include you know videos you know loom videos or uh peter has started using uh what you meant what's it called you just mentioned tango Tango. i know peter has just started using that and including it in there but hive is our hive is our new multi-tool for project management Yeah, nice. What yeah. about you, Gino? Are you like me and it's just you? And so pretty you kind of have a, uh, you have a to-do list and you just follow the to-do <laughs> list, but that's it? Pretty much, pretty much. When, when, uh, when we were a bit larger and I was trying to manage more of a bigger team, I did it in, I just built a WordPress website and I still have it. It's just a standard yeah. WordPress Divi site. And uh, it's basically, I'm just utilizing the blog and all the tagging, categorizing, and stuff like that. And uh, just a real simple where I keep the – I basically call it the company handbook. And it's just a website yep. offline dedicated to just that. Um, no no images or nothing, but that's where I just do all my copy and pasting for instructions for the team when I do my onboarding. Um, but that's but – I, but for myself personally, I don't – when I don't have a team, and which I don't right now, it is just me and a couple of others. And uh, so it's really just base camp and – we're just, yeah, the to-do list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my base camp, every project, you know, comes with the standard checklist and all that stuff, yeah. you know. So kind of the day to day Yeah, yeah, the day-to-day stuff is all automated for me. You know, through yeah. through like base camp project management. I use Trello for some stuff for my monthly. So basis. interesting. We're all using something different to each other. So um I'm using Airtable. So we've all got something different. And I think it shows it doesn't really matter what you use, right? As long as you've got it listed somewhere, like so that you don't miss a step along the way, whether it's dot points and or checklists and you tick off the things, whether it's a Tango document that you can kind of copy through or watch a Loom video, um, it doesn't really matter. But as long as you've got it written somewhere, and I think the importance with that is even if it's just you doing it by yourself, it's so easy to miss things. And then all of a sudden, you know, the site's been, maybe you forgot to untick the let bots read it. Like yeah. something so small as that, right? Like having that in a checklist, even yeah. if it's automatic and you always do it, being able to None of us would ever born, forget that, would we, you guys? <laughs> Never. Everybody. I, like, I've, I think I don't follow my list while I'm working, but it's like a backup. So once I've done all the things, I'll go through and tick. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, missed that one. And so it's just really that kind of like checkup, whether that's a list, whether that's a document, it doesn't matter. Like whatever works for you and your brain and your team, that's that's what matters, I think. Um, That would be my thoughts on that. Love it. I reckon we've got time for one more question because we started so late today. Um, okay, this one might throw a spanner in the works. This one is um, before, if you had to go, start again. Hey, Sarah, hey Sarah read, yeah. read my private message I sent you. Oh, I didn't see it. 
Oh, the most important part about hosting is telling people, give us a like, give us a review, give us a up. We need your help. So we need you for multiple things. One of the things we would love you to do is give us a like, whatever you're watching it on. It actually really helps us. It helps people find us. It would be great if you even wrote a comment about how much you love it. You can also leave a review for us at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Diddy Chat. We would love to have your reviews and we always are looking for more topics. And so even if it's something we've done in the past and you would love an updated version of that topic, we would love to hear that as well. You can contact us all directly or you can put it uh, like in the comments, whatever works for you is fine. Um, we would love to have those things. So make sure you do that. Um, if Good you job. like this topic, we would love to know, like, would you like us to do more Q and A's because that's something that we can do. Um, and so we can just pop these in every now and then we can ask ahead of time. So you can pre think about questions. Obviously this came really last minute to you guys. Um, but if, if you like it, we're happy to do it. Um, and let's go to our final question. Just making sure I didn't miss any here. The divisive one. If you had to start again with your business, with everything that you know about site speed, about coding, would you build websites with a page builder? Would it be Divi? Oh. Would you use Wix? Would you use Gutenberg? If you were to start again today, what would you start with? And would it be what you're using now? It doesn't have to mean that you're going to do it. It doesn't have to mean that you're dissing on Divi. But if you were starting again today, do you have any opinions about where you is, would start? Who asked this question or is this your question? Um, no, this came from an external source. Okay. <laughs> it came from Mike. Oh, it's from Mike, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I, di I didn't see all of them. Yeah, Mike he gave is us the a best. questions just in case no one asked Just in any. case, yeah. <laughs> He's so great. I know. We miss you, Mike. Question. I know, right? He that is, is coming question. back, by the way. Yeah. All right. Well, so, I, what would you do? Would you? I, I would use Divi? the page builder for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me too. I would use I would use Divi in a heartbeat, and still no other one. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Same here. I just because of all the reasons I use it are still. I mean, it's it's just if a client wants to take over their website, I think it's mm -hmm. just so easy for them yep. to do so. That's that's really my main thing. It's. And I tell them, we build with Divi because it's the most popular theme. Yep. If you want to know how to do something with your website after we've built it and you don't want to ask us, go to YouTube. You will find mm -hmm. the answer. I've converted yeah. five people over from Elementor to Divi just this year alone. Uh, yeah, not nice. just wow. website, but users and other agencies as well. I'm working on a site right now where they want me to manage it and host it. And I'm at a point now where I won't do that unless it's Divi because I'm tired of dealing with crashing sites and yeah. Elemental, but I'm just dealing. I know Divi, and it's great. Yeah. They're solid. Nick is, and it, I, this is what I was explaining to somebody. The other teams, you know, they're focusing on the product, but Elegant Themes, they focused on the team. They have a huge team, thousands, you know, hundreds of people working for them. And uh, and so, yeah, they're in it for the long haul. I would not, I would not use anybody else. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's such an interesting question because I, um, I didn't choose Divi matched up against other page builders. Yeah. I chose Elegant Themes before Divi yeah. because Same. I wanted to have all of the different themes that they offered in their subscription so that I could 
choose, I could work with multiple different themes, but have it be a similar structure. I was wasting too much time trying to figure out different templates that I was purchasing. And so then whenever Divi came out, it just like blew my head off. Like I was so like, I was so geeked about it. I was just like, this is amazing. And nothing has pushed me away yet. Um, But I think too, that like, as we always say, just sticking with one that you know that can streamline you that's really the key you know yeah. we don't i mean we don't have hate for those other builders that it is like you know sometimes you get into them though like some somebody built a site that i've got to work on that is elementor and i'm like ah i feel like i'm typing with mittens on you know yeah. like it's so it's like so slow to do anything but if i'm real honest like i spent a little bit of time with it it's like it does have some cool features and it is sort of good yeah. to know a little bit about how those other things work. Cause you do get dumped to the site every now and then. Um, yeah. But I still don't think that I would fully jump ship or fully start with a different one. I don't know. Did that, that was sort of around the way, around the yeah. way back again. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I just had uh, a person reach out end of last week and she was, she was uh, on on staff with one of our uh, clients and she left oh, about eight months ago and went to another company and she reached out last week and was like, can, can we rebuild our website? We love the, and it's a fantastic looking site. She's like, but I hate this website. It is a pain in the butt to work on in the back end. She goes, I want to go back to Div. Can you just recreate it in Divi? And yeah. while we're at it, can we put it on your maintenance and hosting? And um, nice. absolutely. And so she is somebody, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's just one example, but that's a real work. That's a, that's an end user who went out and has tried using a theme yes. for months. And it's just, she just hates it. So I think some of that is though, like the Apple versus, um, I was thinking like iPhone versus like Android type thing. It's not that one is better than the other. It's that you get really used to using one. So even for your client who's used Divi, if Divi was the first one that they started using, they get to know how to use that. And then using something else, like I'm the same with Steph. I've had to use Elementor for a couple of things. And the first time I used it, I couldn't work out how to get to the settings. I couldn't work out how to save. I couldn't work out how to get back to the dashboard. Like I felt so lost with how to do anything. But once I had worked out where all those things were, it was fine. Like there was nothing yeah. wrong with it. There was some nice extra features. And I think yeah. we've talked along the way about there have been stages where Elementor has been way ahead in the features, yeah. but that's because Divi spent time rebuilding the core. And now yeah. Divi's in this really good place. And so it's running faster than it was before. And now they're adding new things. And so I think it's always going to be this thing where there are always builders kind of coming and going. Yeah. So I don't think it matters what you choose. Just pick a big guy that's not going to disappear. I think that is the yeah. important thing because like with Caldera Forms, when it disappeared, yeah. it throws a spanner in the works. You have to go and recreate things or you can't update them. And that's very important with Forms. Oh, I just lost an yeah. AirPod. Um, <laughs> it just jumped. <laughs> it just jumped. Yeah. I, I have tiny ears. You, where... and, you and your tiny ear holes. <laughs> oh, it just, it just, I have to like keep pushing them in all the time. I, I'll just work with one. Um, tiny, but... tiny ear holes sounds more offensive than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think in answer to Mike's question, there is one thing I would do different. 
if I was going all the way back to the beginning, I would spend Mm -hmm. time learning Shopify. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, right? But if I was going back in time, I would spend some time learning properly how to use Shopify, learning how to customize it, learning how to like integrate with it, learning how it actually functions, how to make sure it works really well with Google, because I think that space has a lot of money in it because anybody who's selling products it matters to them that it's functioning really well. And as much as I love WooCommerce, I think WooCommerce is way more buggy for people who are selling stuff. And I think Shopify just works. It's just fluid. It just does the thing. The big companies are using it. I would spend time with that because the companies that maybe start with WooCommerce often end up going to Shopify because it's more fluid and they still need help. And at the moment, I can't help them because I don't know how it works. I don't know how to customize things and I have to send them off to some other Shopify person. I don't think there's as many Shopify people out there. And so if I was going back I know in time, a good one if you need one. I, I know a couple good that. ones. If you, okay, if you, um, if the thing is, like when Divi was out, like that wasn't a thing, though. It no, wasn't. It wasn't. Good. And I don't. If I was starting I don't, again today. I don't. Yeah, if you're starting today, and I think um, the thing about Woo versus Shopify is, I don't think it's a uh, one is better than the other. I think it depends on the use case, hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Sure. Because if you have just a couple products and you just need to get online with them and sell 100%. them, I think Shopify is your is your jam. You can do that super fast, and it's a much lower cost to start. So, cause to build a WooCommerce store to no matter how many products you have, you have to build the store. Right. And that's like very time consuming yeah. and complicated. So if you just have a couple things, that's a little unwieldy, but once you start getting into some custom things like shipping issues and a lot of products, Shopify becomes very expensive, very fast. So yeah, right. there, it, anyway, I don't know. This isn't a Woo versus Shopify <laughs> topic, today, but like, but I think that like, it just depends on the use case. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Just like the page builders, pros and cons. I mean, each of them have yep. their pros and their cons. Elementor, lightweight, you know, super, super mm-hmm. flexible on the fly, mm-hmm. on the cheap, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, or maybe I like what that. you could do if you're starting again is like really niche in on shops, for example. Mm. Like, like just really niche in somewhere. I think if you were starting again, I like that idea of becoming an expert in something rather than I just build websites for small businesses, mm-hmm. all sorts of small businesses. I love doing a property one, for example. I've never had the chance to do another one. I wouldn't mind becoming an expert in it and then being the property website person, right? Like where everybody just comes to you because you know exactly what you're doing. Um, so I think if I was studying again, I would be thinking in that realm of like honing my skill more than just WordPress in general. I would still use Divi. I would still, you know, but like really honing in on something, I think is my answer to the question. I would agree. If I was starting over and it it kind of. You guys know this was last week's topic, right? I know. What would you use? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would, I would do the same thing if I was starting with the same why I had when I started, um, why that's I'm a great tease for one of our upcoming episodes. Yeah, why I'm in business ah. is, is different. So we'll, we'll yeah. come back to that. So, but the other thing I was going to say about Divi was, I thought it was, I, I was like, oh, okay, that's good. When they came out with like the new snippet thing to you know, and, and the cloud, but even so, the, the the snippet thing to make it easier to you know, um, keep all of that. That just shows that 
they're still keeping web designers and, and web builders that do this professionally in mind. They're not just transitioning to, because there were a couple of times in the past I was getting a little like, uh, are they going to go so far to the DIY or to the weekend warrior that yeah. it's going to get dumbed down and it's, it's going to start getting more difficult to customize it. But when they come out with things like, like what, what DIYer is going to use the, the code snippet. The cloud. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cloud. Exactly. None. Like nobody that builds yeah. one site is ever going to use that. So when they're yeah. investing in that, that to me is a signal. And I and I don't know what elementary and the other page builders do for designers, but, you know, people that make a living with with this. But when I see yeah. that, I I I I get more confident in Divi because I think they're continuously going to be keeping the people that make a living with Divi yeah. in mind. And so that's, to me, it just makes good business. Yeah. Sense to and stick and the one thing I, I tell my clients when I'm telling them why I use Divi is the community. The community, yeah. I think, when compared to all the other page builders, the Divi community is huge. I mean, Elementor does not have as many Facebook groups as Divi as big as those Divi <laughs> Facebook groups are. I'm not saying we need all those groups. Yeah, no, so, no, there's a lot of users. It's a huge community. So, <laughs> there is. But these days, I I don't even have to come up with tutorials. I just type anything in, and there's a solution mm-hmm. out there. And yeah, I, yeah. I, when I've been dealing with Shopify, nothing. I can't find answers to. Yeah. So if I were starting all over again, uh, I would also pick the tools that have very open, non-inclusive communities like elegant themes so like if i'm going to build my agency i like Basecamp. i like their community i like the books that they they came out with over there you know um community is a big deal for me and so um there's a lot of plugin developers out there that are just kind of inclusive and and, and yeah. there's you know they, they they have a good network but it's those same guys that go over on vacation together or you know and, and they kind of just work together where the divi community it's it's so global I mean, all it's kind of like Canva. It's global right now, and it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we I, love that's the a community, and we love you guys. We love that you come along to Divi Chat. We love when people come along live and have comments. We love it when you're asking questions. We've had a couple people in the chat say that they would like some more Q&A sessions in the future, so we might chuck some more of those into here and there. Um, so we would love you to be storing up some of those questions, but do give us other topic suggestions so that we can spend a full hour on a particular topic as well. If you want us to really deep dive into something, as we said, there is one coming up in the coming weeks on our why, why do we do it? What was our why when we started? Has our why changed? So that is coming up in the future. It's been great having Gino along with us again. Thank you everybody for coming along and being a part of this. We look forward to seeing you in another Divi chat. Take care. Bye-bye.